Casting from mondays.pop.com, it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Richard Campbell in the Netherlands, live with Carl, Mark Miller, Michelle LaRue Bustamente, on producing show number 54. What? You mean I'm not getting a check for this? Heads are gonna roll, Franklin. Mondays is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com. And now, the man who didn't finish writing my intro, Carl Franklin. Hey, it's the Netherlands! We have a throng here. This is quite possibly the largest audience ever assembled for Mondays. <laughs> ever. Did you say we have a thong here? A throng, a throng. Okay, That's, throng. Okay. You missed the R. And speaking of thongs, we have a special guest on the show. That's right. <laughs> That's right, we do. You did not just say that out oh, loud. Oh, yeah. Was that out loud? Was the mic on? Yes. Michelle Arubastamante, hi. How are you? Thanks for asking, Carl. I'm great. She is filling in for girl because uh, Karen couldn't come with us. Uh, Being a suburban housewife and all. A which, suburban housewife and not a developer. Uh, yeah. She had no reason to come here. No, actually, they called me upon to laugh at their jokes so they'd feel good in case you didn't. So I'm That's here right. to help. She's our safety. Yeah. She's here to help. So, Michelle, how have you been? Good, thank you. It's been, you know, minutes since we talked last. I know, I've missed you. What have you been doing in the last 30 seconds? Uh, pretty much writing cue cards so that I can do things you have no idea about through this show. Great. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll describe them for the listening it's audience. It's all in Dutch. You yeah. won't understand a thing. <laughs> We're going to be doing sight gags on a radio show. Right. What's wrong with this that? picture? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is this radio? <laughs> Uh, so much for the throng. Uh, so I've been okay. As you notice, I'm the only speaker here who does not have a, uh, you know, a nifty speaker shirt. That's because, um, I couldn't afford to bring my personal seamstress with me on this trip. <laughs> and normally she comes along and she sews together a couple four X's and makes a pup tent for me. So. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. Uh, Richard Campbell, how have you been? Yes, sir. Well, you know, I'm more sober than the last time we did this show, <laughs> but that's not saying much. I, I find it amazing relaxing to be away from the house and out yeah. here, you know, just doing speaking and regular work instead of dealing with the nightmare that is my office. Right. Yeah, we've heard about that. You're going to put some pictures on your blog, aren't you? Yeah, as soon as I, you know, recover from this whole thing, I'm, there'll be plenty of photographs for people to stare at my For pain. those who don't know, Richard's office uh, got assaulted by his fish tank and all the salt water therein yeah. and the little fishies that swim in it. We, sur we saved the fish. The fish survived, but the computers did not. I, I plan to take good photographs of the corrosion that salt water generates, which is quite amazing. 
Note to self, do not put a fish tank near your computers. <laughs> it just seems so obvious now. I don't know. Yeah. Mark Miller, how have you been? Franklin, I've been pretty good. Well, actually, I've really, that's not true. I've you been, haven't? <laughs> I've been pretty crappy, actually, but I don't think you want to hear about that. Well, oh, yeah, actually, we do. I do. I, I like it know. when you're having a crappy well, time. Well, I just, I told you already, but I, I'm flying over here. I had some of the worst experiences of my life. I was, uh, I think, suffice it to say, I would think I was in an airport or in an airplane for about 30 hours before I got here uh, in the last 50 hours. So that, that's part of it. The, probably the worst of it, I was on a, in a, I, I remember it started, there was a clue. I was in line to get my ticket. And when they, they, you know, the people behind the counter, they're looking at the ticket, they're going, ooh, that's not a very good seat, you know? And they're like, they're sharing it with each other, like, ooh, yes. And then like some other girl's next to me, she's going, oh, look at the seat she got. She's, she's got a great seat. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what's wrong with my seat? And then a little later, I find out I'm on the plane. And, you know, I'm kind of like this. I'm in the back. This is the seat right in the very back near the restroom, which I could smell as I was approaching. <laughs> and, and my seat has one of these, I don't know if it's a video unit or something, right in the bottom of it. And they like to put these on the aisle seats because, you know, they like to, to can I say f They like to f with guys who are tall who say, I want an aisle seat because my legs are long, right? So right. I got one of these here so I can't get my legs underneath. And, uh, and, my, and my seat is kind of like, you know, not reclining very well. But the woman in front of me, hers is working really well, bam, right into my knees. Like, boom, 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 like this. Because it's not reclining and, all the way. Yeah, There's obviously like, something wrong with her my seat. My plan was to sleep, but, but that's not working now because I'm just sitting like this. And the thing is, her seat's only coming back a little bit, hits my knees, and my whole butt gets rammed back into my seat. But it's cushiony, right? So she's just feeling a softness, not a hard metal clank. So she's keep going, boom, boom, what's wrong? Boom, boom. But I'm not going to move my knees because if I give way and give her any more room, I'm gone. I have nothing else to do, right? So meanwhile, while all this is happening, I'm realizing I'm not going to get any sleep. I'm looking at the Lufthansa pamphlet right in front, and their tagline is, there is no better way to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to get a letter. Crappy. Okay, so, <laughs> Mark, crappy. how many times have I told you, make sure you don't forget your knee pads in your boss's office when you go on a plane? <laughs> You've told me that a lot, but it never made sense until now. Um, oh, by the way, yeah, I know this is a little bit off topic, but have I told you about my hobby? Uh, no. Well, I'm working on my language skills. Like, you guys know I like to speak Dutch, right? I'm pretty fluent in it. And, um, well, do you have a hobby, Carl? Yeah, I, uh, I like to lick frogs. Oh, God. Okay, licking frogs. Uh, Richard, how about you? Uh, I got a joke about a golden frog. <laughs> golden frogs? Well, what is it? Go for it. Oh, okay, so um, Mr. Bear and Mr. Rabbit have never gotten along, as you probably could guess, right? Because uh, you've heard the joke about the bear that shits in the woods, right? Okay, so yeah. can I say shit here? Is yes, that, yes, you can. This can is I a get liberal, a, 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 just some city. feedback from the audience? Are we allowed to swear? Is that okay? <laughs> Okay. So, uh, well, this joke doesn't have a lot of swearing, so I'll try and ad lib. Anyway, uh, the bear and the rabbit never got along. And I'll, one day they're in the woods and they happen to be near each other and they come across this golden frog. So the golden frog is accustomed to granting wishes to anybody it encounters. So since it encountered the bear and the rabbit together, he said, look, I'm going to grant you six wishes, but I'm going to divide it between the two of you. You get three each. <laughs> so Mr. Bear jumps right in there because he's pretty aggressive. He's a bear. And uh, he says, okay, I want to wish that all the bears in the woods are female. That's right. Yes. Except for me. Yeah. Bit of a horny bear. And uh, so the rabbit 
just sort of thinks about that for a second. He says, you know what? I'd like a crash helmet, please. And so the bear kind of looks puzzled at the frog. Frog grants a wish. Poof, a crash helmet appears. He puts it on his head, and away we go. So the bear is now, it's his turn again, and he says, okay, I wish that all of the bears in the neighboring woods were female, too. And so the rabbit sort of thinks on that for a minute and says, I'd like a motorcycle. So... Uh, a motorcycle appears and he hops on and revs it up, you know, gets that engine going and sits there and looks at the bear. The bear is pissed off. He's like, you know, this guy's wasting his wishes. I could have had those two wishes. So he goes back to the frog and he says, okay, look, for my final wish, I wish that all the bears in the entire world were female except for me. And then I'm the man. And uh, so he grants his wish and it's to the rabbit. So the bear and the frog look at the rabbit and say, what's your final wish? And the rabbit sort of sits there for a second and he looks at the bear I I was a- <laughs> and he says, I wish Mr. Bear was gay. And he revs the engine and he takes <laughs> off. That's funny. Thank you very much. I'll be here all day tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so I have a pretty unique hobby as well. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, when I visit other countries, I like to spend some time to learn the language. You know, the goal is to collect the smallest number of words that can be used to start a fight with a complete stranger on the street <laughs> while simultaneously convincing them that you are fluent in the language. It's kind of like a cross between Eliza and Street Fighter. Now, in Dutch, this is a little harder to perform this feat than in other, in other languages. Now, nothing personal against the Dutch, but way back in their history, no doubt some pretentious word-maker-upper decided to fill the words with sounds that no human can pronounce. <laughs> Wait, I'm not hearing a, pl- a laughter or applause from the Dutch. <laughs> Why is that? That joke didn't go over as well as I thought it would. But like I said, I don't blame the Dutch oh, people for done? this. <laughs> At least not the current generation, you know, but somebody's grandpa's got some serious explaining to do. (laughs) Now, there comes a time in every hobbyist's life when the question of turning pro is raised. And for me, I had such an opportunity to answer that question last August when I commissioned a professional in the language training industry to create a rather unique software language training experience. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to play you a small sample from the language course that I've created right now. Pull your finger out of your ass. Haal je vinger uit je reet. You are a monkey. Je bent een aap. There's a monkey stuck in your ass. Er zit een aap in je reet. Pull your finger out of that monkey's ass. Haal je vinger uit die aap zijn reet. As you can see, Carl, the course is quite comprehensive. <laughs> but without all the fluff and filler that you might find in other so-called language training courses. <laughs> now, hold on a second, Carl. Let me get to this other section. All right? Now, check this out. What? Am I wearing your clothes? Heb ik soms iets van Jan? Now, I find this pretty remarkable, Carl. Over here in Holland, asking someone else if you're wearing their clothes is actually an insult. <laughs> I mean, can you believe it? It, It's like the Dutch equivalent of, hey, what are you staring at? You know, by the way, did I mention that this course is comprehensive? In the off chance that your verbal combatant volleys this insult in your direction before you have a chance to give it to them, here's your response. Yes. As a matter of fact, you are wearing my clothes. (laughs) Yeah, inderdaad. Je hebt mijn kleren aan. (laughs) Now, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there. (laughs) 
All right. I was just going to say that I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who are already feeling pretty desperate to get their hands on this course. I mean, like me, they know there's nothing worse than the burning humiliation of losing a fight to a complete idiot from another country (laughs) just because you didn't know the language. Am I right? You're right. Yes. Mark, I have a question. You're damn right I'm right. (laughs) Mark, I'm going to Italy next week. Do you have an Italian version? I'm hearing the voice in my head. (laughs) What is that sound? Mark's still angry at me. Get over it. But who has the time to spend years learning a language just so you can manage to hold your own with one of the drunk natives? Nobody, Carl. Hmm. That's why this course is going to make me millions. It has everything you need to get started. Here, let me give you an idea of the content that was carefully prepared by professionals in the language training industry. Chapter one. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Chapter two. I'm rubber and you're glue. Chapter three. Sticks and stones. (laughs) Chapter four. So's your mother. (laughs) Chapter five. I'm not listening to you. La, 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 la. Chapter 6, you and what army? (laughs) Now, I know there's probably one timid listener of the audience out there who might be thinking, hey, hey Mark, I'm not sure if picking a fight with a complete stranger is right for me. And believe me, I understand that that attendee's hesitation. And to that individual, I just want to say this. Hey, don't be such a goddamn pussy. Buy my course. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, what the hell are you doing coming to this conference and being a pussy at the same time? God damn it, Yope. I told you to, that to add that I agree I'm not a pussy checkbox to the STC registration page. <laughs> what the hell do we have to do to get things done right around here? Anyway, that's about it. That's my course. All right. I like it. So I just got to ask, how many, now, um, when you're on a radio show and somebody asks you a question we want to see, not a show of hands, but applause. So by applause, how many of you are regular Mondays listeners? Wow. So how many people are horrified right now? <laughs> yeah, there you and go. those are the regular Mondays listeners. Yeah, same guys. So uh, I've been doing this bit on Mondays recently called Headlines. It's kind of like Jay Leno, but I get my headlines directly from the web. And I got a couple of them here, just a few. I go out and find news stories. The first one's at shrinkster.com slash f. 2T, Carolina National appoints Harry Brown CFO. Nice. Must have been a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Next one is at shrinkster.com slash F2U. No, I'm not going to show them. It'll take too long. Okay. Uh, Shrinkster.com F2U. This is in the world of sports. A's wallop angels with long balls. Ah. (laughs) I think it's funny if you show the page. Yeah. (laughs) It, it, It wouldn't flow. Like it is now. Because that was hilarious. Because <laughs> I can see the text like it is on now his page. Mark is my comedic consultant. It's very way. funny. All right, good. <laughs> You're going to have to trust me. It's very good. <laughs> Next one is at shrinkshow.com slash F2V. I like this one. BASF. You know, they're a firm, right? Uh, they do, like, sticky stuff. BASF to buy firm Johnson Polymer. Firm Johnson Palmer's. Uh, okay. Yeah, see, Johnson, I'm yeah. not sure if that translates. So, that, yeah, so you've got to have a firm Johnson, apparently. Made out of Palmer. Okay, see, in America, Johnson is a euphemism. <laughs> Are you would, really explaining it, Joe? Right. It would take you okay. less time to show okay, the picture. All right. Next one is, uh, this is good. This is about a baseball player, uh, Koivu. Does everybody know, follow baseball? Koivu is a baseball player. Yeah, I don't Ko- know what Koivu he's on. Koivu being a hockey player, but... 
Is he a hockey player? Yeah. All right. Hockey, baseball, it's all the same. It's all the same. Iceberg, Goldberg. Shrinkster.com, F2W. Koivu won't play, but but I is improving. But I. But I? Okay. Koivu won't play, but I is improving. improving. I see. Must have been that monkey. His butt eye. <laughs> His butt eye's approving. And That's this good. is an oldie but a goodie. Shrinkster.com slash F2X. Springsteen slams Bush in New Orleans, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh. And that Take is my a... language course and you'll understand all those jokes. <laughs> yeah. uh, now it's time for people dumber than me. This is where Mark Miller finds the people making the news this week that are dumber than him, and he figures if they're also dumber than him, they're probably dumber than you also, and will therefore make you feel better about yourself. Thanks, Mr. Carl. Miller. Carl, I got uh, one story and one video for you. First story is, last Sunday, a man entered a local Walgreens market complaining of a toothache. The salesperson took the man to the back of the store where the pain medicine is kept. Meanwhile, another man, Mr. Charlie Prysock, ran into the store and hopped the unattended counter and reportedly began to load up a duffel bag with cartons of cigarettes that were kept in the area. When the men in the back returned to the front of the store, the clerk noticed that Mr. Prysock was behind the counter stealing cigarette cartons. Hmm. The clerk reportedly asked Mr. Prysock, quote, uh, excuse me, but what are you doing? <laughs> According to the clerk, Mr. Prysock pointed his finger like a gun Stuck it in his pocket, and then pointed to the pocket at the pharmacist. <laughs> now, Carl, here's a little tip for you if you're ever thinking about robbing a store. If you're going to pretend to have a gun in your pocket, place your hand in your pocket first, and then make the finger. <laughs> the clerk proceeded to point out to the robber that, um, quote, uh, that's not a gun in your pocket. <laughs> but you are happy to see me? No, he didn't say that, actually, no. That was a different story, I think, Michelle. At this point, Mr. Prysock ran out of the store, followed by the toothache man running closely behind. Both men were spotted leaving the parking lot in a two-door car. Later in the morning, a police officer saw the car matching the clerk's description and noticed that the two men in the vehicle also matched the clerk's description. Mr. Prysock was arrested without incident. Ah. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Prysock, you counter-hopping, cigarette-stealing, finger-pointing, pocket-stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, uh... Now it's time for a little segment that we call Things I've Learned This Week. I've learned that even though Ocean Beach Park in New London, Connecticut doesn't officially open until next month, uh, the management leaves the main entrance wide open all year round. Ooh. I've learned that while it is possible to start the Whirlawiz ride by yourself, once you're riding, it is not possible to stop it. <laughs> the Whirlawiz ride. The Whirlawiz. I've learned that I can go without food, water, or sleep for at least 37.4 hours. <laughs> but how long can you go without not spinning during that time? I've learned that I can only go eight hours without relieving myself. <laughs> I've learned 
that the people who assembled the Whirl-A-Whiz ride thought it would be a good idea to leave the high-voltage wires in the middle of the unit exposed to the open air. (laughs) I've learned that there is only one doctor in all of New England who specializes in treating electrocution of the penis. (laughs) That means Johnson, by the way. Oh, that, that other headlines turned out pretty good, huh? I've learned that he was on vacation last week. <laughs> I've learned that when a law officer asks you for your home phone number, no matter what shape you're in, you should try really hard not to slur your speech as he or she may get the number wrong. I've learned that my phone number is only one digit away from my local news station's Citizen Freak Watch hotline. (laughs) I've learned that New London Police Sergeant Jackson has a deep, loud, infectious, mocking laugh. (laughs) I've learned that most everyone in my town has recently developed a strange involuntary head shake. I have the same in my town, by the way. It's going around. And finally, the final thing I've learned this week is the big and tall shop in Groton, Connecticut, where I buy my pants, does not consider four-inch diameter smoking burn holes to be the result of a manufacturer's defect. And that's what I've learned this week. Go figure. It's uh, time to resurrect a bit that we oh, haven't done right. on, on this show in a long time. Uh, you know, I, I was totally thinking I was done. I had no more bits, but you're right. There's. Uh, you want to give, give me an intro? Amazing, Amazing Tales of Pooh. Also known as number two. It's Amazing Tales of Pooh. Ladies and gentlemen, all right, Mr. Miller. So I have two actually. One is uh, a, a, a video or a picture. I mean, a picture tale of uh, Pooh. Uh, it actually comes from my own house, and I had my wife scan it and email it to me. You can see this image at shrinkstar.com/f8r. There it is, fudge swirl. <laughs> This is a cereal, a real cereal that my kids brought home from the store. And I was like... My goodness, what is that on that box? I, was, I took my wife aside and said, Honey, what is this cereal? What is this? Because I've got dogs and I kind of recognize that. You know what it looks like? It looks like one of those plastic poos that you buy for a joke. Doesn't you know? it look like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, this and here's real. a bunch that are crunchy in milk. It's oh. new cereal that we can get at home, so this might be coming over here to the Netherlands, never. <laughs> but anyway, and then the other one, we wanted to play an old one because that we thought was a real classic. Right. So this actually happened oh, it's in 1997. So the screenshots here are really bad, or the, the pictures, because it's an old, bad digital camera. The website Mark is showing is at shrinkster.com slash F8S. 
Um, Chad Hauer, who's speaking here, was with me, and we were in England at the time. We went out to go for a drive, and we're driving along, and the first thing we see that's unusual is this sign right here that says, Tank Crossing. <laughs> right? This is tank crossing. You know, tanks are going to be coming across the street. So we're like, oh, that's kind of unusual. I wonder if we're really going to see a tank crossing the street. And then scroll down a little bit more. Holy crap, it's a tank. <laughs> Not kidding, that's a real tank. And the car in front of us is screeching on the brakes thinking the same thing, I'm sure. And then scroll, scroll down a little bit more. So then they get out and they say, we want to see your papers. <laughs> No, this is Britain. They didn't actually say that. I was just kidding. Go ahead, scroll back up. So we say, hey, uh, can we drive the tank? And they say, sure. <laughs> so keep going. Show the next picture. So there's me and Chad in the tank wearing the helmets. Then we blew up the, the soldiers and we took off for a joyride. The last like, no, that didn't really happen. So, so then we drive it along and suddenly we find this mysterious giant pile of poo right here. This is from horse, this is horse manure. This is horse poo poo. And we, it's fresh, all of it. We're, and we're, we have no idea where it's coming from. How do they get this many horses to simultaneously go, you know? <laughs> It's, it's amazing. The, Brit, the British people, they've got the horses trained, I think. Or we were speculating that maybe it was like aliens and they were abducting horses and then just dumping giant piles <laughs> in the countryside. So here you scroll up to the last shot right there and you can see there's the total pile of the whole thing. And that's me and Chad next to it. With your foot in it? Yeah, and everybody asks, like, what, are you crazy? I'm like, what, you, know, you, you don't see, like, 20-foot, 20-meter-tall piles of poo every day. <laughs> so, You've got to like get a shot to show the you got to pose. you got to pose. Yeah. So that was it right there. All right, time for toys. This is with Richard and Toy Boy. In my living room. Richard Campbell finds the weird, the wild, the wonderful, the toys on the Internet that have us all aghast and agog. Richard. Well, sir. I'm going to just give you the shrinkster links. Are you ready for me? Almost. All right. Because I'm going to start with an odd one, too. It's actually a video I stumbled across that I found emotionally rewarding. And I figured you might as well because it's a fine use of a toy. It's a use I've often wanted to apply to a number of my own toys. And, well, you just don't get a chance to see this sort of thing every day. And okay. that's about all the fill I've got. So shrinkster.com slash F3E, Foxtrot 3 Echo. We'll take you to, where's that link? Ah, yes. Help me get a G5. This is just proof that if you can think of something first on the internet, you can get away with anything. There's a number of different videos here, but it comes down to this. This guy is a videographer who spent 10 grand on a, on a, on a Mac G4 when they first came out and cost 10 grand. And spent five years paying it off just in time to find out he really now needed a G5. And so he went onto the internet and said, hey, how about donating to me to get my G5? And if I raise enough money to do it, I'll blow up my G4. So I guess he got the G5? I, he got the G5. He made the money necessary. And so they really did blow up his G4. Yeah. Nice shot. <laughs> <laughs> now he's got to pay for a domain he just doesn't need anymore. Okay, shall we get back to the usual toy bits? Yeah. Yep. All right. You got a Shrinkster ready for me? I do. Take a look at Shrinkster.com slash F3F, Foxtrot 3 Foxtrot. And actually, sticking on a theme that you brought up, Carl, electrocution. I ran across this nifty little product called the Shock Knife. Oh, God. So here's the issue. 
that apparently when you're training with dull training knives, people just aren't afraid enough to really get a proper training experience. This is what somebody's done, is they put a stun rod into a, nu- a plastic knife. So when you poke the guy, it really hurts. I need, I need this for my kids. And I, I just like the lines, like putting the fear back into training. I think more software should be written like this. Well, I was thinking about a real knife that did this. That would be cool. (laughs) So it would hurt twice? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Just really mess with people's minds, you know? (laughs) Poke it into them and then electrocute. Bad guy breaks into your house, you know? Just die. Just die. (laughs) Stop poking me in my butt. Or how about if it could shock you from a distance, sort of like a Jedi sword? That would be cool, too. Just get a long broomstick and some duct tape and you got it. But, you know, suddenly I had a vision of the potential of products along these lines, and I went looking. Yeah. And I found, because, you know, that's what happens to me. That's so moving right. right along, take a look at shrinkster.com slash F3G. Like, I was thinking about electrified bullets, but you can only shoot them a few feet because the yeah, cord, the, right? Otherwise, the extension cord doesn't follow you. Yeah. Like, this doesn't work out. So here's the shocking lie detector. Now, only 44 ah. Australian pounds... And the way this works is it's sort of a metal thingy with a hand grip on it. It looks like a mouse, really. I love it. But you put your hand on it, and uh, then you electrocute your friends. Nice. Yeah. I thought that one was pretty good. You know, you have some fun electrocuting people one at a time. And then I thought, what you really want is a version for parties. You know, something with some more opportunity. So I jumped from Australia over to Great Britain at shrinkster.com slash f. 3H. So F3H, sort of my best manifestation for the potential of shocking roulette and the group party device. So testing your nerves. Four little pods, each player sticks a finger in, and then somebody presses the start button. And a little red LED goes around and around and around. And when it stops, that person gets electrocuted. Do they get to drink after at least? Like a drink I was just drink? thinking about all the other things you could stick into this thing. You know, I don't if you know. want to make it challenging. That's yeah, right. that's looking a little small for that. I don't know. I would also notice that this, this, this is, is the least expensive photo, of the choices. Michelle. A mere fifteen pounds of electrocution fun. Wow. <laughs> you thought you were the only one. What if there was a life-size one you could put your head in there? There you go. Now she's thinking. Now you're going for it. And on the topic of thinking, I found this particular toy. A friend of mine, uh, Ken Talstad, uh, didn't actually present this toy to him, but I knew he'd relate to it very well. Shrinks.com slash F3I, Foxtrot 3 Indigo, and some melamine plates to encourage thinking because they show how to butcher various animals Is on that a your dog? plate. On including, of course... The dog. I thought that would be my favorite plate, really. See, I need that for my dogs, just to remind them. And so you feed your dogs on a plate that shows how we can butcher them. Yeah. So four plates, the lamb, the the steer, the swine, and the mutt. Hey, uh, there's a new Vietnamese cookbook out, 40 Ways to Walk Your Dog. Have you heard that one? Been waiting all day for that one, haven't you? I have. Okay. I don't know what it is. This Today would seem to be a really a day for bad toys, so I better throw out the one really good toy I've got. As opposed to last show. Yeah, as opposed to last show. They were all good toys, weren't they? Shrinkster.com slash F3J, Foxtrot 3 Juliet. This is actually a Korean site from the company called Navisys. It's a product called Easy Canvas. 
So here's the idea, making any screen like a tablet touchscreen. So you get ah. a pen and you got this little thing you mount, these two little things you mount on your monitor. You scroll down a bit and you can see it there. And that senses the pen. So any screen becomes a touchscreen. How, how big can these things get up to? Well, actually, you see the one that they're demonstrating in there is quite large, about well, 30, this... 20 inches across. Yeah, yeah. So that's a fairly good-sized monitor. Now, uh, the real problem here is the resolution level is not as crisp as you'd expect on a tablet PC. But, hey, right. for 50 bucks, what'd you expect? Not bad. So there you go. That's my relatively good toy. It's cool. Yeah. I'm I want figure one. out other places where I can like turn things into touch things. But no, that's. I, I was thinking in not a dirty way at all, like you guys. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking about. No, so just, of course, I'm still bumping the occasional aquarium toy. But I guess my thinking on aquariums has changed a little bit in the past few weeks. Really? Why is that? I wasn't paying uh, attention at the beginning of the show. Take a look at tricks.com/slash/f3k foxtrot three kilo. My current vision. Of the aquarium industry. Fish and flush. The fish and flush. Yes, sir, that's right. It's a fish tank that fits as the back of your toilet. That's so hilarious. <laughs> so, so every time you fish, the fish are going, ah, ah, and then the water fills up, and they're like, okay. The best part is when they flush. die, it's really easy to deal with. <laughs> Built-in funeral service. They got a little knob that you can turn. That is that SpongeBob in there? Yeah, it is. What I like is that it's adjustable how much water it drains out, too, so you can increase the threat level on demand. <laughs> that is not, too not much. Not that he's man. evil or anything. <laughs> not that I'm evil or anything. And uh, sticking with that theme, I'm not quite sure what to do with this product, but I'll give you an opportunity to decide for yourselves. Shrinkster.com slash F3L, Foxtrot 3 Lima, takes us to Visionaire Products and the Peter Potty. That's right, your child's own urinal. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes, a little plastic urinal, hang it on the wall, you fill up the top with water, and then drain the bottom as necessary. This is awesome. Like, I could have one of these, I could have one of these in every room in my home. That would be awesome. Why? Do you have a little problem? (laughs) No, I'm just thinking about my kids. (laughs) Just think it would be cool, right? To have urinals everywhere. This thing called depends. (laughs) For my kids, Michelle. My kids. You never heard of depends, Junior? What I find stunning about this product is that tray in the bottom you're supposed to remove, basically a big, open, shallow bowl. Nice and challenging to carry anywhere. Yeah, great. Uh, a fine design of product. I've got a pee-carrying story, but I'm going to skip it right now. You do, do you? All right, and i got one last product for you, something you can get me for Christmas, Carl. One-of-a-kind, specialized item. wasn't easy to find, but highly recommended. Trinkster.com slash F3M, Foxtrot 3 Mike. And from the company, U.S. Submarines, the Phoenix 1000. Oh, now that this looks good. This is a 213-foot, oh that's 65-meter, personal luxury submarine, one-of-a-kind build, custom-designed for a specific customer, and now available for a buyer, which means the guy jammed. Obviously, a dot-com Buster and now couldn't afford his toy. Richard, so Richard. it's a one of a kind. Is what you're saying? One of a kind. Richard, I just got this brilliant idea. We could all pool our money together and buy this. We could go to. It would be perfect when the levees break and all the water comes in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no. Are we right there. No, you don't want to drive. Oh man, I thought I had it. Five thousand square feet of interior space. Okay, now the question is, what is what do they want for it? Current estimated price: seventy-eight million U.S. Now, wow. I, what? I just had another idea. I could blow up my old submarine and make a movie about it. 
Yes? No? I could get this submarine. So if 78 people each donated $1 million, I would have this submarine. <laughs> All right, so we're going to end with a joke. This uh, joke is uh, one that killed him in the speaker's lounge today. So this uh, father was tucking his little girl into bed one uh, evening, and she was saying her prayers. And she said, and God bless Grandma, and God bless Mommy, and goodbye, Grandpa. And he said, (laughs) that's a little odd. He thought that was weird, but no, didn't think much of it. The next day, his father died. Her grandfather died. And then he's a little spooked out, but he's thinking, okay, it was a coincidence, no problem. So he's talking and tucking his girl into bed the next night. And she says, and God bless mommy and God bless daddy and goodbye grandma. And the next day, his, his mother dies. Her grandmother dies. And Ooh. now he's freaked out. He's like, this kid has obviously tapped into the, to the world beyond. And so he's really freaked out, doesn't know. So he, with some trepidation, he tucks her in the next night, and, and she says, and God bless Mommy, and goodbye, Daddy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now he's really freaking out. And then he can't sleep, and all day long, he's at work. He's, like, looking down the street both ways to make sure, you know, there's no planes or trains coming. He, all day long, he's on edge waiting for the axe to fall. He waits for everybody to go home at rush hour. He waits for, you know, gets a taxi ride home. He finally comes home nine o'clock at night and his, he says to his wife, oh my God, you wouldn't believe the day I had. She said, you think you had a hard day? The milkman dropped dead on our front porch this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's the show. Thanks for coming. And thanks for listening to Mondays. <laughs> <laughs>